You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. So excited to have everybody here today. You're going to love this episode. Let me tell you, let me give you a couple of highlights. First of all, we're going to talk to Casey Stanton, and he knows a lot about online marketing and lead generation. In our conversation, we kind of dip into that you can't just be an online marketer, but you have to be a salesperson and how exactly to do that. And we also dive into one of Facebook's newest, latest, greatest ad types, which is ads that will actually open up Messenger. And this all ties together because if you can get those customers into a conversation, your chances are greater of actually closing them. So this is a really cool conversation and you should hear about the awesome stats that he gets when he was running some tests on the uh, messenger ads for Facebook. So you're not going to want to miss this conversation. Before we dive into that, let's talk a little bit about the Traffic and Leads membership program. You can find out more about that at the trafficandleadsmembership.com website. What do you get? 49 bucks. We hold your hand through all things traffic and leads generation. You know you want me to hold your hand through that or you want me to do it for you, but we probably should start out holding hands first, right? Well, with that, you get private Facebook group, you get videos, you get a membership site, you get tons of time with me. We just help you start building your email list, start nurturing that email list and start making money online. So make sure you check that out at trafficandleadsmembership.com. One of the questions that was asked was, hey, one click, ah, how do I get more people on my email list? Now folks, I had like a two sentence answer to that, I would be a very rich woman because so many people want to know the answer to that. But there's a million ways to get people on your email list. But lucky for this person in my group, I have a whole bunch of videos on it. But it essentially, one of the best ways, of course, boils down to the all important irresistible offer. You got to give these people something in exchange for their email address. And it has to be something really valuable. So that is how you get people on your email list. But if you watched my video this week, if you go to my Facebook page or my YouTube page, I actually made a video about, hey, yeah, it's great to get so many people on your email list, but it's what happens after they're on your email list where all the money making magic happens. Ooh, I should trademark money making magic. Anyway, so make sure you check out that video. Anywho, I won't keep you any longer. Let's jump into Casey. Let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Stanton. He leads the marketing division of techguyswhogetmarketing.com. I probably don't even need to explain his business because his URL does that. Essentially, tech guys who get marketing help business owners overcome the hurdles of marketing and technology. So we all need tech guys that know marketing, right? Like what good is a web developer if they don't know what an opt-in is, right? Right. Anyway, did I just offend everyone? Don't be offended. It's okay. Anywho, let's jump into my interview with Casey. Mr. Editor, edit that out. Okay, here we go. Hey, Casey, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. Thanks for taking your time to tell us everything you know today, right here in 20 minutes. 
Yeah, thank you, Lindsay. Um, I'm going to squeeze it in. I'm well caffeinated and I'm ready. Awesome. So as we talked about in our pre little interview that we had, that we were chatting, you said your specialty was how to convert a marketer into a salesperson, which is actually what we should all be. We shouldn't be marketers. We should be salespeople because that's where the money is, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of business owners uh, kind of uh, relax a bit when they do online marketing and they think that the marketing should drive the sale. And if it doesn't, then it's the fault of the marketing. And what I'd like to discuss here is that I think it's the fault of the entrepreneur for not selling more effectively. Fair enough. So what are your what are your tips? Like, what do you see the major downfalls are that I am running this awesome online marketing campaign? How do I become a salesperson to better support it? Yeah, so one of the one of the easiest things that you can do as a small business owner, um, medium sized, large business owner, anything in between, is to call your prospects and sell them one on one. Casey, nobody wants to do that. Oh, is it hard work? Uh, <laughs> right. So back in two thousand and eight, two thousand nine, when everyone's doing these initial product launches and they're making millions of dollars online, and it's the whole click, copy, cash world of, you know, automation and send out these simple emails and just make boatloads of money. You know, that was that was a wonderful time to be alive. Um, similar to when Bitcoin <laughs> started, right? Those people made lots of money, but we didn't get in there. Um, and if we missed that, like now we have to fight against a lot of noise in the marketplace. So on a given day, how many emails do you get? How many promotional messages do you get? And maybe even how many text messages do you get from companies asking you for money? A lot. Yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. So to cut through that noise, the one thing that we have that is going to be really hard for robots and chatbots to take away from us is our ability to sell direct to someone, have an honest conversation and sell them. And I think that that is the, um, the evolution of a business owner. Use marketing to drive in leads with a marketing campaign and then sell those leads. If you can, some of them through marketing, through automation, great. But the others, get on the damn phone, call them and sell them. Wow. But I think you're right. Um, what about like, if you're just like the, you're doing an online marketing campaign for like a $50 product, do you still consider that a good use of an entrepreneur's time or do you have a, do you have a limit here? That's a great question. So a $50 product, if that's all that your business is, then maybe it doesn't make sense to pick up the phone and call people. But what else are you going to do with your time? Are you going to just spend more money on ads and drive qualified people into a holding tank that never get the sales conversation to end up buying? So you're just wasting your money and you're accepting a 1% conversion rate? You know, Maybe that's your business and maybe you can call those people. But if you really consider the business and not the promotion and say, it's not a $50 product, it's actually a $50 front-end offer with a lifetime value of a customer of $500 or $600 or $1,000 or $10,000, well, it's worth going a little in the negative, quote-unquote, with energy from yourself to go and sell that person so that they can, in turn, become a great customer long-term. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about those wonderful tire kickers or the people that are just massive time wasters. Do you have any tips? Like, I can't get... I don't want to get on the phone with, you know, all of these people because, you know, I need to like sort through them to make sure that they are like a good client for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and tire kickers are tough. So tire kickers need to be disqualified through the copy in which they submit their information. They need to self-select. You need to use, I like to use if I have a higher priced product, if I'm not using a free offer on the front end, I like to put the, um, the cost in the ad copy. It's going to greatly reduce click-through rate. 
right? But, the but you wouldn't recommend like setting up a fill out this form and apply to talk to me or like um, there's a lot of people that put in a lot of boundaries before you actually get to the business owner to talk to them because you're kind of, you know, supporting them as a celebrity and doing all these things. Would you say it's like a direct line to that business owner? So I think that uh, feigning that and having that because you're like this, you know, small entrepreneur and you want to create this air of like, it's difficult. Importance. To hold it. Yeah. Yeah. Importance in, in, in celebrity. I think that it's, it's false. And I think people will see through it. I think that you can like get yourself into a position where you're not available. Just recently, I removed my phone number from everything. Uh, I removed my Skype contact from my email signature. You know, if people want to get a hold of me, they get a hold of me through email. And I don't do that to uh, make myself more of a celebrity or harder to get a hold of. I do it because I honestly just can't feel the the, the phone calls or the text messages. Yeah. So I, to me, I don't want to be harder to get a hold of. I want to be predictable when you try to get a hold of me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I like it. I really like what you're saying. Okay. What are your other tips? Okay, so um, as a marketer uh, or as a business owner, you know, marketing is, is really sexy. And I think marketing is kind of this make a bunch of money while these Facebook ads run, you know, while you sleep and, oh, it's Saturday, you can go out and spend time with the family while your ads are bringing in buku bucks. That's right. I get off an airplane and 60,000 sitting in my bank account all of a sudden. <laughs> exactly. And and that happens, right? That, that's not like it's not Okay, but possible. does it? Let's just be honest, Casey. Like it doesn't that often, right? And the people that it does happen to, they've been working it for a really long time. Fair enough? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they have a business and that's really important. They have a business and they focus their business on driving cold traffic and converting it and they've cracked that code and it's not an easy code to crack and it took them a lot of time. It took them a lot of money. It probably took them a lot of bar conversations with other successful entrepreneurs at an event and they figured out a, a unique way to target you know, using this method or that on Facebook and they've cracked that code. So, it's absolutely possible and any business owner that has the you know capital to invest in these tests is going to be able to find that success it's just the problem is is that so many people want the success with a $200 budget and you need 10 grand right to like yes. really get some statistical significance and know if your offer is going to work Love it. Oh, today is, is the day of truth bombs, Casey, you and I right here, right now. Let's do okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, and I totally agree with everything you're saying. So I kind of cut you off. I'll let you continue with your list of how to be from a marketer to a salesperson. What else you got for us? Sure. So as a, as a marketer, you know, we sit back and, and we assume that sales are going to come in as a salesperson, you know, a good salesperson. I've, I've had the opportunity to be in a couple different organizations that had uh, sales departments and these sales departments were like a Jordan Belfort inspired boiler room of guys that are wearing like uh, dress shirts and ties, but their ties are loose and they're like sweaty and they've got post-it notes <laughs> all over everything. And these guys are the real hustlers that are closing the deals and they're celebrating and they're driving the fancy cars. And they are the rainmakers and the energy that they have, I think is really unique. And it's something that could be adopted by a business owner really easily. You know, at the end of the day, the easiest and fastest way to make a sale is to call someone up and sell them over the phone. It's also the most uncomfortable. It's the weirdest. If you've never done cold calling, it's like, nah, it feels, it feels bad. It like feels icky, but it's a certain kind of ick that you just can't get anywhere else that actually <laughs> drives the results. It's painful for people to be like, hey, Lindsay, shut up. I don't want to talk to you if you take it personally. But then you can really adopt this mentality of if you really believe in your product or service... That I've got a product or service, 
that you're in pain and I've got the solution and it's my job. It's my mission. It's like my commitment to myself to solve as many problems as I can with the tools that I have. And it's not, how do I fleece Lindsay out of a couple hundred bucks on this sale? It's how do I solve this problem so Lindsay can spend more time with her family? And it's that pivot or it's that change in mindset that I think dramatically changes the way that we approach sales. Wow. Are you recommending, Casey, that we actually start cold calling? Well, if it makes sense to, I think cold calling is difficult. And I think there's better ways maybe to get that initial phone call. Uh, I'm a big fan of a guy named Aaron Ross's book, Predictable Revenue, in which he talks about cold calling 2.0. And the basic idea of cold calling 2.0 is to first send an email to someone and then call them the next day and be like, hey, Lindsay, I sent you an email. Did you get it? And Mm -hmm. then that person has the opportunity to be like, no, but what's up? And you start off into this conversation and it feels really good and natural. I'd much rather do that than just pick up, you know, uh, a a list from data.com and just dial for dollars. So I don't think it's necessary, but if we go back to another guy, another kind of distant mentor of mine, Chet Holmes, who used to work with Tony Robbins, Chet had this notion of a dream 100 list and he would spec out a list of a hundred ideal customers for his business. And then he would go get them. And he wouldn't use marketing, which we would – marketing is more like a shotgun or a wide net and try to go you know, grab a bunch of new customers. He would say, this is my customer. I'm on a mission. I'm going to go get them. He looks them up on LinkedIn, looks them up on Facebook, finds their friends, find their hobbies, maybe sends them a gift with a cell phone in there with his phone number programmed at speed dial number two. Like He really thinks through all of these different pieces and then closes that business based on a sale, and he doesn't fall into this general thought of, well, I should just market more effectively. I love it. So you built a business. You're obviously a successful business owner. How do you get most of your clients? Yeah. So uh, a majority of our clients on the tech guys who get marketing business, and that's our technology implementation and marketing business, we get a majority of our customers face-to-face through relationships. And this is one of those examples where we meet people. I go out to events My business partners go out to events and they meet people and it takes six months, 12 months, 18 months to find a need in that client's business, that prospect's business and close them. But when we start working together, we tend to work together forever. You know, we have customers for life. So with us, uniquely, specifically, we solve a problem that they might not have. If they have great technology, they're happy with it, everything's good, and, and you know they just launched a new product, and they built all the tech for it, and everything's great, well, cool. Like, let's stay in touch and lean on us if you need to and, and ask us some questions. But when they want to rebuild their infrastructure, when they want to do a new marketing campaign, when they need some persuasive copy that's guaranteed to sell because they have a one-shot promotion, they reach out to us, we lock in that opportunity, and then we support them. Love it. Okay. So do you personally, for your company, do you do Facebook marketing, SEO, all these fancy sales funnels, upsells, downsells, email marketing, all that stuff? In our situation, our uh, our ideal client honestly doesn't have the time to go through an upsell, downsell. They don't have the time and they don't really care to submit an email address. I'm telling you, I, I'm reaching out to a team to help me with some specific marketing that they're really strong at and, and, and we're frankly not strong at at all. And I've reached out to them and they're asking me these questions, these onboarding questions. I'm sitting here with a stack of cash in my hand waving like, hey guys, can I hire you? And they're like, well, first answer this question. And then a day later, answer this question. Then a day later, so I replied, just give me all the questions. And they said, well, go watch this free 57-minute training. Oh. I'm so frustrated because I don't want a 57-minute training. I want want to give you my money and have it done. (laughs) Yeah. 
So I don't know what to do with them. Like I know that they're good, but they've put themselves in a position where it's impossible for me to hire them. And maybe that's great for their funnel, but it's bad for my business. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we're going to pivot now because you also came willing, ready and willing to talk about something that's hot and hot and awesome on Facebook right now, which is Facebook messenger ads. So for those that are listening that do not know, Casey, please tell us what a Facebook messenger ad is. Sure. So on Facebook, you've got messenger, the messenger app, which is the Facebook private messages. And I heard this and and I don't know if it's true, but I think messenger has more active users a month than Facebook does. So it's the texting alternative for people who are, have a hard limit on the text messages that they can send in a month because of their cell plan. So it's using some data. They can go on Wi-Fi and they can use Facebook Messenger and it's a great little messaging tool. It's like a WhatsApp or, or GroupMe or whatever. And Facebook's tight integration with Messenger, obviously they created it, is really nice because now on ads, instead of having someone click a Facebook ad that I create and go to my website and do something, they can click it and it can pop up a conversation with me. So as long as someone on my team or on my client's teams are standing by with the Facebook pages or Facebook Messenger app, they're going to be able to reply in real time. They get a push notification on their phone. It says, Lindsay has just started a conversation with Tech Guys Who Get Marketing. And I swipe and open it up and you asked a question and we're having a face-to-face, not face-to-face, but a two-party conversation. And I can send you photos. I can link you to important documents. And I mean, most importantly, I can get you on the phone immediately. I can say, hey, can I call you? You say, sure, we have a sales conversation. I can close you right then and not have to wait for any you know, emails to fire within the next 24 hours from MailChimp and then a follow-up and then you unsubscribe and all that garbage. I can get direct to the sale and make a difference. Wow. Okay. So messenger ads are just a way of you get you pay. Well, I'll let you explain this, but why, why don't you explain the pay model on it? Sure. So it's an ad and the action of the ad. So the way that we bid for ads on Facebook, there's a few different bidding strategies. We can bid for people to see our ad. And this is the traditional, let's call it print approach, which is I'll pay the Wall Street Journal in 1950 uh, X amount of dollars for every thousand people who receive my ad in the paper. And we call that cost per mill, mill meaning a thousand. So cost per thousand views. We can run an ad like that. Now, the problem with that is who cares if someone sees my ad, right? Like if they see it, who cares? What I want them to do is I want them to buy ultimately. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to pay cost per eyeball. I at a minimum want to pay cost per person going to my website and seeing the offer or cost per email address that gets submitted to my website. So we can do that in Facebook and it's cost per conversion, cost per acquisition. These are different bidding strategies. And those are really neat. And that's that machine learning algorithm that Facebook uses to maximize the number of people that submit their contact information to us and minimize the cost on our side, the advertiser side, is a great innovation that Facebook's brought to the market. No one else has really done that. I mean, Google AdWords too has to to an extent, but really Facebook's been great at it. Now, that's been fine, but it's been a bit cold. It's I'm going to pay for you to click, come over to my website, put in your name and email address, and then get a seven-part email series. Okay, that's fine. But because I'm a great salesperson, I would much rather pay to get someone to talk to me right now. Yeah. 
right? Because then I can sell you and I don't have to wait. So, and it's more personal than people don't feel like, you know, they're just another person in the list or that they're going to unsubscribe or whatever. Right. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with email. I mean, I love email. Uh, there's a guy named Ben Settle. I think he does a great email, uh, daily email program. And, uh, Ryan Lee has one inside of the Freedom University. There's a few different daily email people out there that are killing it. And I think email's great to talk to everybody. But when someone raises their hand, and they say, Lindsay, I've got a problem and you're someone that I think could solve it. Don't you just want to get on the phone with them right then? Absolutely. Yeah. So the Facebook Messenger ad, when they click it, instead of going to my website, it pops in Facebook. If they're on their mobile app, it pops the Messenger app. And if they're on Facebook on the desktop, it pops the little chat and they can start asking questions. And later on, there's going to be, I think, a lot of iterations of chat bots. And I think chat bots are going to be really big, which is people can ask some basic questions and you can kind of navigate them to the right answer with kind of like a frequently asked questions tree. So that's... Mm -hmm. That's going to be more uh, common, I think, soon. But right now, just someone clicking the ad and that message popping up and then my phone buzzing and then me being able to hop on and talk to them uh, is what these ads are all about. That could keep someone, a, a salesperson versus a marketer, very busy potentially. It absolutely could. Absolutely could. So what you need to make sure that you're doing is you're reaching out to the right people. You're not reaching out to a mass audience. If you're a local business, be incredibly specific. Test this. This isn't the right tool for everybody. None of these tools that I'm saying are the right tool for everybody. I'm, I'm really big in saying that I'm agnostic to any tactic, so much so that that's the strategy of functional marketing that I've come up with, which is not one tactic is right for everybody. What's right for you is based on where you want to go. And you need to have some clear opportunity filters to be able to find the right tactic for your business. That being said, Facebook Messenger, if you're advertising to qualified people, they're signing up and you know that they're good people, uh, or maybe you want to have that personal connection and see more about them and understand more about who they are and you want to ask them questions and uh, figure out what their actual troubles are because you want to do some research, then the Facebook Messenger ads are great. In the specific example I want to talk about, I've got a client who does uh, a launch. They do a launch. Um, it's about two weeks long is their launch window. And all the people who have signed up to get more information who haven't purchased, we do a Facebook custom audience ad that runs at those people. So everyone who showed interest but didn't buy, and we say, mm -hmm. hey, let's chat. Why haven't you bought? Let's have a chat. And they can chat with us. That's the efficacy. That, like, that's the utility of this ad type for us. So is this person that does the launch, are they selling an info product? Are they selling, what are they selling? Without disclosing too much, we yes. could say it's like generally an info product. Sure. Okay, fair enough. And so you and I discussed some really impressive stats on that. Can you kind of go into those? Sure. So this was an initial test that we ran over the last 30 days. And just to be clear, there's not a whole lot of statistical significance here, but I think it's enough to show how promising this is. Okay. So of our ad, um, we had about 50,000 impressions. It's a lot of impressions. And your ad, just let me repeat it. The ad again says, hey, you didn't sign up. Let's have a chat, essentially, is what the ad says. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the okay. general discussion. It's um, let's talk about why you aren't doing this because we both know it's the right thing for you. Okay, I like it. Okay. It's a little assumptive. From that, we've had, I'll read the stats. So it's 47,000 impressions. Links clicked was 251. Of those links clicked, only 15 of those people started a messenger conversation with us. So that's like a really small number. That's less than 10% of the total people who clicked it actually started the conversation. Where are you getting charged? Are you getting charged on starting the conversation or links clicked? 
It's a good question. It looks like it's cost per any action probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we the, we set the objective for the ad to be a messenger ad and to pop that conversation. And then they're going to bill us kind of however, uh, is it going to be cost per thousand people reach? It's going to be cost per action taken or cost per result. Uh, yeah. But what, what we received were 15 people who had a conversation with us. 15 people opted to discuss why they didn't buy. and we Which got, is awesome, right? I think so. I mean, I think so too. honestly telling you, I'm not buying because of this reason, or I just don't think it's going to work for me, or whatever their objection is. Now, it's easy to talk to those people. Um, and my client, they're so passionate about their work. They know that the work they're doing is is going to deliver the result that these people are looking for. Like They can guarantee it. So with that level of buy-in from themselves, I just need to get them in front of these prospects that have objections. And they're just going to disarm them left and right. They've got more social proof than you can imagine. And it's just a problem with these prospects who have objections not getting those objections mm, overcome. So of the 15 people that reached out, we sold 12 of them. Nice. So we had sales conversations with all 15. You know, one person was super flaky and they were like, does this thing work? You know, whatever. Is anyone there? Um, Right, right. I think we had maybe one or two people who we weren't around for because they messaged late at night and we hit them back in the morning. And I... I don't know if specifically those people, but I, I mean, we had to probably statistically sold one of them. But because we sold 12 of those 15, that's an 80% conversion rate. And if you look at that conversion rate, it's a uh, our lifetime value of a customer in that business is a ballpark and say 550 bucks. So one sale led to $550 in lifetime value. And if we compute everything, the cost per conversation was 1058 and the cost per sale... So it's 1058 times 15 divided by 12. It's $13 per sale. And that doesn't, you know, that's a, that's a ROAS. That's return on ad spend. That's not a return on the investment of the technology or in right. having employees be on standby, et cetera. But for every $13.22 that we paid Facebook, we essentially made $550. In the long term. I love it. Well, yeah. I think you should run some more of those ads for this client. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. On their next launch, uh, we're going to be really aggressive with it. We've even got, I guess you could consider it a downsell campaign, which is people who showed interest and didn't buy. Um, we do a Facebook Live Q&A and we get those people to kind of ask a bunch of questions and then we get them baited to want to buy the next time that we release uh, and open up. I love it. Okay. And I think this is really nice that we had these two separate conversations today because I think they're all in one, which is just to restate it for the audience, we want to convert you from being a marketer into being a salesperson. I think to be a successful business owner, to be the most successful you can be, you want to be both. You want to be marketing, catching those people, and then being a salesperson, calling them, making that connection with the customer. And the fact that we talked about Facebook Messenger ads, this is the perfect way to do that. One of, you know, we can use technology and the marketing behind powerful marketing behind Facebook and actually become a salesperson because you're going to start having conversations with these people. That's what the messenger app is. So I think, I think we sewed it together pretty well, Casey. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's neat. Um, I think that it's important to understand when to don the hat of a salesperson versus a marketer versus a customer service person versus, you know, an inventor. You know, we have these different hats that we wear as entrepreneurs. And if we pigeonhole ourselves into one position, we have the opportunity to become an expert there, but we become an expert potentially at the cost of these other disciplines that are absolutely necessary. 
And I think there's a lot of validity in finding a salesperson if you don't find yourself to be a salesperson. You know, uh, I was a professor at Tulane University in New Orleans and I taught marketing. And one of my students my first year just stood out as being a salesperson. He just knew it. Like he was late for class and he sold me why he was believed him. <laughs> So I yeah, it's a personality him. for sure. Yeah. So I hired him, right? If you go to a restaurant and you know you just kind of intend to go out and spend 100 bucks on a date night and you end up buying a $150 bottle of wine while you're there, it's because your waiter or waitress is a great salesperson. Well, lock them in. Go buy them. Go hire that person because they're the kind of person that can do a lot of good for your business if it's not your natural skill set. So, I like it. I don't think there's anything wrong with hiring out sales, but I think that there's a level of commitment. And there's probably like a Stephen Pressfield quote about just doing the work and, and being uncomfortable and selling. But I feel like everyone has the opportunity to be a great salesperson. But there are some people who are maybe cut from a different cloth that are just naturally gifted in it. And you should pull those people on your team. Fair enough. And there is something, I'll just add one more thing. There is something to be said that no one's going to be as passionate about your business or your product as you. So you're probably going to be in general, one of the best salespeople for your company. Yeah. It's you or one of your customers. If you sell a weight loss product and someone lost a whole bunch of weight, like get them on the phone. They're the ones who know emotionally where that person is at. And that's so important. You're absolutely right. It's impossible to sell something you don't believe in. So find people, you know, just like writing copy, persuasive copy. I should only write copy for things that I've experienced in my life. If I write it for other types of people, I'm just platitude You know, I just can't write to those people's emotions because I've never experienced them. Love it. All right, Casey, before I let you go, I'm going to turn a few minutes over to you. Let the audience know again where to find you and anything else you want us to know. Have at it. Okay, thank you. So my name is Casey Slaughter Stanton, and we've got a business called Tech Guys Who Get Marketing. And you can go to techguyswhogetmarketing.com or techguys.co. And there you'll see our team. We've got a team of direct response marketers. We've got a team of direct response designers, great project managers. We've got a great sales team. And then we also have developers. I think we have some of the best developers. We bite off complex, difficult problems and we solve them, I think, really well. And the thing that we do better than anyone else is that we solve the complex, the new, the different, the emerging, the testing new ideas that people haven't done before. Uh, We've got some really interesting people in our group and they're passionate about solving big, weird, strange problems. Our typical job starts at $10,000 a month, or excuse me, a $10,000 retainer, which is about uh, 50 hours on, on how we bill. And we typically keep our clients for life. So if you or your business has a complex marketing or tech problem and you want to bring in the big guns who have done a lot of work for Inc. 500 businesses, for you know, major brands and, and businesses that you've likely heard of, you know, we're a great team to review that proposal and, and throw a bid in and, and see if we're able to support you. Personally, I'm a huge uh, fan of marketing and sales and teamwork. I think that all three of those things are incredibly important in a business. I don't think of myself as very much an inventor. So in business, I like to find people who have a great product or service, and I like to help them bring it to market. That's my passion. And I do that through functional marketing, through functional sales, and through functional teams. So that's my passion within Tech Guys, and I'm working with Tech Guys to support businesses there. So you can learn more about us at techguys.co, or you can head over to my personal site, which is caseystanton.com, C-A-S-E-Y-S-T-A-N-T-O-N.com. And there you can sign up for my free weekly email. Awesome. Well, thanks again for taking your time today. I appreciate it, Casey. Great. Thank you, Lindsay. 
you love that interview? That was really cool. Casey is a smart dude, right? Yes. So again, you can't just be an online marketer and expect the money to come in. You actually need to get out there and talk to people. Don't let technology be a crutch for you to not get out there and connect with people. And the more people you connect with, the more sales you can make, the more your name will get out there. You can't hide behind your autoresponder anymore, people. I know, One Click Lindsay brings you the truth. And the uh, messenger ads, super cool. I actually started some of those with a client of mine this week, and they're having some pretty good results. I'll report on those in a future episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. So pretty awesome. If you found some value in this episode, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to pretty please rate and review us on iTunes. You can even shoot me an email and be like, hey, one click, love the show. So that would be pretty cool. Or 14 days to generate more traffic and leads can be found at my website, oneclicklindsay.com. You can go opt in for that bad boy as well. Oh, and you know, I have to mention the Traffic and Leads membership program, trafficandleadsmembership.com, 49 bucks for One Click Lindsay to hold your hand. You love it. There you have it. That's the week. I will talk to you next week. Don't forget to tune in. <laughs>